Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Doug Stannert, who is the founder of Fearless Presentations and CEO of the Leaders Institute. You can learn more about him and his companies. I'm going to say companies because that sounds like two of them at fearlesspresentations.com. Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Jen. Glad to, glad to be here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we were talking a little bit offline about uh, you know life after 2020, and I'm just curious to know. How are you holding up? Everything looking good? <laughs> oh, I got to say, well, I mean, this is one of the things that people who are not necessarily in our industry, not in the mm -hmm. speaking business, probably mm -hmm. don't really understand how tough 2020 was mm -hmm. for a lot of speakers. I mean, basically, I'm in the meeting industry. So uh, it, it, uh, you hear on the news, you hear folks saying things like, oh, the restaurants have you know, really taking it hard and right, that kind of right. thing. Well, and, and I do, I feel for the people that own restaurants because that's a really tough industry to be in. But right. at least with restaurants, when you open up the door, you got revenue coming back in, right? So, so like, for instance, um, uh, mm. we had to do a really quick retool, change basically everything that we were doing, you know, uh, in March or April of last year. And some of the cool things that we did were, were, I think revolutionary. Some of the things mm -hmm. that we've kind of done, because if you think about it, so, so my, my instructors and I, I've got about 20 different instructors around the world that go out and do speeches, training, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And not only did in, in February and really March of last year, did, did the new contract stop coming in, but we actually had a, a year and a half worth of contracts that were yet to be fulfilled that had already mm. been, been done. So basically we were for that first two or three months, we, we were in this negative um, cash flow okay. situation, which was, which was really tough. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's really tough for, for any industry. And, and um, one of the things that, that we've been talking about really for just internally amongst the, the, the folks here at my company mm -hmm. about uh, we, just in the last couple of years anyway, is, is what's the next breakthrough, you know? So we mm -hmm. were at the, at the tail end of the, the seminar industry where, you know, folks were going out to hotels and doing the big seminars and stuff like that. And so right. we, we, we did really well in that industry. And then when right. YouTube came along, we jumped into the online training mm -hmm. and that was, mm -hmm. that was, you know, so we were at the forefront of that as well. Um, we actually started doing things like charity team building activities. So that's one of the, the big um, industries that, that we're in. Mm -hmm. And that, and so when we, when we created a lot of those activities, we were, you know, one of the first companies to actually do some of those things. And we were like, okay, what's the next big breakthrough? Mm -hmm. And what we're finding is that the virtual stuff, the virtual meetings, you know, making virtual meetings more impactful, making them more interesting, making them more fun. That's something that most people really aren't that good at. And our, and my team is kind of experts at doing that kind of thing. And so now we're at the forefront of that and, and, and about, I would say probably August or so of last year, we went from being like, oh my God, how are we going to keep the doors open to mm -hmm. being one of the fastest growing companies again? So wow. I mean, it was, it was a, wow, a really, 
really revolutionary kind of uh, turnaround for the for the folks that are on the, the team and we're like oh my god I can't believe we did that but it's it's some really <laughs> cool kind of stuff <laughs> we're having but, a lot of but fun. also you know you were mentioning um, you know as the trends started to change you you know you kept asking what is the next big thing what is the next big thing so it's not like you had to necessarily dramatically pivot because of COVID, you were already anticipating it. So do you feel like that adds to maybe your level of success or maybe luck, you know, to be able to adapt? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, that's, and we've been, I mean, we've been having that conversation for the last eight years, you know, that Mm. was the last time we had this really, really, really big thing that made us gazillions of dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, okay, what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? And, And then when the virtual the virtual format really came into its came into its 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 time uh, during mm-hmm. COVID. Um, we we kind of figured out, wow, this is something that most people just aren't that good at, and because we got good at it really quickly, we were able to kind of capitalize on. It. And I think a lot of companies can do that if they it, there's still lots of opportunity if you're if you're um, if you kind of learn how to do use that skill effectively. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that. So when, um, you know, let's say for people, when we first started out with the pandemic and everything was going online, what are some things you notice in virtual meetings where you're like, you shouldn't do that? <laughs> you know, like, let's start with kind of like the do nots. And then let's talk about like what you teach, you know, that helps make these virtual meetings so much better. Sure. I think one of the big challenges I think that that I, I might I personally had, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of folks kind of go through this is when we're on a virtual meeting, for some reason, we think of it as kind of being like a webinar. If you remember back, you know, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. if you went on a webinar, a lot of times people were actually pre-recording their, their, their webinars and there was no difference. You know, it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you can pre-record it or you can do it live, but really it's no difference because it's just one person doing all the speaking, doing mm-hmm. all of the, giving all the information and everybody else is just, just kind of sitting there listening. Mm-hmm. And if you, and I know like I was watching, my my son go through you know at school in the mm-hmm. very early stages and doing the the zoom classroom and stuff like that yeah. and it's exactly what was happening the teacher would get on and speak for 15 or 20 minutes and then the kids would kind of be on their own and there was really no interactivity and one of the mm-hmm. one of the the revolutionary things that kind of happened on the on the virtual platforms anyway was mm-hmm. that just about the time that covid hit um Zoom created created this concept called a breakout room mm, where you could actually right. take big groups of people and put them into smaller groups and and let them interact with each other. And I don't think many people outside the industry, I don't think they really understand how phenomenal of a breakthrough that is. I and mean, it mm-hmm. totally revolutionized what we've been able to do with making training, especially online training more effective and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's It's one of those things I can't, I can't, I can't over over you know kind of say how how valuable that that change was and how awesome it's been in the last you know six eight months. Yeah, um, I mean, even I am still learning to adapt to that. But to be quite honest, uh, like I kind of consider myself a social introvert, where it's like I love socializing. I'm not like your typical introvert that's shy and gonna hang out in the corner, you know. But um, I also, you know, I also like to recharge, hence why I call myself an introvert. But also what I like about the concept of these break rooms is like, you know, you think about a conference and you're kind of just like, you know, waddling around and like trying to find people. Right. And I feel like with these break rooms uh, on Zoom, it's like, no, you can kind of get assigned people or you can you could you could actually kind of do your own research, look them up on LinkedIn or something. You're like, hey, I want to I want to chat with you. And I, I really 
I like that experience because it feels like there's a little more sense of control and purpose um, in connecting with people other than just kind of like, like I said, waddling around at a conference trying to like find people if you could find the right people, right? I feel like there's more direct um, contact or outreach to the person you really do want to talk to um, and they're not physically on the other side of the conference and you can't, (laughs) you know, meet up with them. So do you feel like, um, you know, these these types of activities actually make it more productive, you know, in the virtual meetings and let's say, in, in real life, like back in the day when we'd have to meet in person. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I don't want to go too far to what it, cause, cause the in-person meeting, you know, there's nothing like being face to face with somebody and interacting true, true. with them and, and yeah. that kind of thing. But um, I, I'll just give you an example from, from kind of what we've seen internally. So one of the things that we do is we do, public speaking classes. Mm. So we, people will travel to um, one of our public speaking class locations to, to reduce public speaking fear. They want to get better at speaking in front of a group. And, and obviously if you are nervous speaking in front of a group, the only way to get over that is to actually speak in front of a group. So you have to actually have the, mm. the group there. And so that kind of held us back until COVID kind of hit, we were, we were kind of dead set as internally, as a, as a group of instructors, we were dead set at, of against moving our public speaking classes online because Mm -hmm. we felt like people wouldn't get the same type of experience. And what we found is that, no, it's not the same type of experience, but it's a totally different experience that has its own value as well. Mm -hmm. For instance, like if, if I'm going to teach a class, let's say I've got, you know, 10 people or even 20 people, even at a, at a public speaking class, I can only give them so much of my time. You know, I'm, right. I'm, they're, they're only going to get a, a small amount of one-on-one time with me. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the virtual sessions, um, one of the things that you can do, we, we, I can teach something on a, in a virtual class. I can break the group up into partners or breakout room teams, let them practice. And while they're practicing, I can pop into those breakout rooms, give them one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. while they're actually doing it, while they're actually participating in it, which is something I, 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 it, that was really hard to do mm-hmm. in person. So there's advantages to each way. There's advantages mm-hmm. to being in person face-to-face, and there's also advantages to the, to the virtual. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, th- I think one of the key things that people have started to figure out over the last year is that figuring out what the virtual platforms, platforms are really, really good for and using them that way and, don't try to use them in the way that they're not that great, right? Mm-hmm. So don't try to force people into a, a a a virtual meeting where you're not getting great feedback. I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen that happen over and over again. I mean, I, we work with you know some of the the top companies in the world, like over 400 of the Fortune 500 have have done consulting with my my um, coaches and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we see over and over again when we go and do consulting for some of these big companies is that they've been forced to do virtual meetings. And so they're doing everything in a virtual meeting, even though the things that they're trying to do in the virtual meetings aren't really that productive. And so basically Mm. they're spending a lot of time doing things that are not really productive. And that's where a lot of our consulting kind of comes in and say, Hey, let's change this up. Let's do this a little bit differently. Get rid of some of those meetings and replace them with something that's a little bit more valuable and see if you get better results. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, just kind of go back to what you were talking about earlier with like, let's say in person versus online. I do like that you uh, explained that distinction that right. really in person and online, it's apples and oranges, you know, they it's are, like, yeah. like I, you know, I lived in the uh, West Coast for most of my life and I'm currently on the East Coast and people are like, what, which coast is better? I'm like, 
it's apples and oranges, right. honestly. Like, don't put me in that position, okay? Right. Like, it's so different. And I think just like what you said, like, right now, we have to be virtual right now. And so let's talk about the differences and maximize, like, really, really maximize what the difference is to, to be online. Um, just some quick tips here, Doug. What are some best practices? So inter- interactivity is really important. I know you key, mentioned yeah. that. So mm-hmm. what else do you feel like would be best practices for our listeners to have more, like to have better fruitful virtual meetings? Well, it's funny. This One of the other tips that we give to some of the folks that kind of come through my classes is, mm-hmm. and if, if you've kind of heard me speak, if you listen to my podcast for mm-hmm. a while, one of the things I tend to downplay in in person or, or physical, if you're physically in the room with somebody meetings mm-hmm. is the, the um, visual aids, you know, a lot of times people will, if they're going to create a, a formal presentation, they'll, a lot of times they'll make the mistake of starting with their visual aids mm. and then trying to speak to that visual aid, you know? So it's kind of like, I, I call that the Kung Fu movie um, technique. You know, it's like if you're, me and my little brother, we used to watch Kung Fu movies when we were kids and mm-hmm. we get there. It's awesome theater. Right. And, mm-hmm. but the, the mouse never matched up with the, with the images that were on the screen. And that's kind of what happens to a lot of people when they create their mm-hmm. visual aids first and in, in person meetings mm-hmm. in, in the virtual meetings, it's almost the exact opposite because especially if you're using zoom and you're sharing your screen, Anyway, but in the, in the, 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 it's almost the exact opposite though, when mm-hmm. you're on the virtual meeting, because when you, when you're using zoom, especially, and you're sharing your screen, all of a sudden your image goes down to this little bitty, bitty, tiny square. Mm. And then your whole, your, your visual aid is now what is the center of attention. And so you have to kind of change that up. And so we've started like a lot of times uh, where in a in-person meeting, I might only use one slide. I might use six or seven slides mm. in for that same amount of speech uh, in mm. the, in the visual aid. So, so doing things that are the average attention span of people is really short. Mm-hmm. And so when you're on the virtual meetings, you got to do things that change it up consistently. You gotta, you gotta show them new visuals, get into stories, use some examples, um, you know, different things like that, that, that really help you keep and hold the attention of the audiences mm-hmm. for, for a longer period of time anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the key to it though, and really the thing that people miss out on when they're, when they're on a virtual meeting is that it's a whole lot easier if I'm the leader of the virtual meeting to just do all the talking mm-hmm. and not open it up to everybody else. And if you think about it, one of the reasons why your podcast is so successful is because you're having conversations with the people that you're interviewing. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not just a one-sided talk. It, mm-hmm. The people are interested when they're participating. They're interested when they're, when things are getting changed up. And mm-hmm. that's really the, the, the secret to the virtual meetings is, is making it more of a community versus a, a, um, a, a the old timey webinars. Yeah, I, I really, I really like your explanation on that. And one thing for me, especially if I'm on a, a Zoom call with a number of people, I always make it a point to say, "Hey, so and so, is there anything you want to add? Anything else? Okay, great. And how about you? You know, and I go to the next person. And yeah. you know, if you are leading a virtual meeting, I think it really is important for you to." Um, yeah, take charge of that, right? To make sure everyone's voice gets heard, or at least like, hey, make sure you put in the chat if there's anything you want to say, um, anything else, you know, kind of thing. And so, um, I mean, I like to believe that, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot more interactivity, uh, thanks to Zoom, where if you think about even just going to, let's say, a, a physical seminar, 
it's not necessarily the same experience. You're kind of, like you said, you're kind of just like stay on, standing on stage and talking to the audience as opposed to really engaging with them. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's maybe the, the beauty of what these virtual meetings have brought to all of us is just having that more direct relationship with the, with the main speaker. Absolutely. I, one of the word that we use here internally with, our, with my, my team is we use the word intimate. For, hmm. for some reason, mm-hmm. the, the type of coaching that we're doing with people through Zoom, it tends to be a little bit more intimate. It's more, it's, it, it's closer. It's one-on-one. So we, mm-hmm. it, we get to interact in a, in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. And if you're not experiencing that, that type or that level of, in your virtual meetings, you probably want to change some things up because you're missing out on a great opportunity. If you, if yeah. basically people, if you could record your Zoom call, <laughs> and the people that miss the meeting just play back the recording, and they get the same value out of it. Then you're missing out on a lot that that you mm. could be doing on your virtual meetings. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Is like if if they could just like you know, speed it two times just to like catch up and they, you know, then that's kind of telling that, you know, they don't feel like they're missing out and you want to create an experience where they're like, Oh, I wish I was there. I wish I was able to ask a question. I wish I was able to engage. Um, And I think that's a good way to gauge, you know, how, how effective your virtual meetings are. Right. Yep. That's that is, that is the, that is the true test right there. When, when people kind of in your meeting, are they going, God, I'm glad I came to that meeting or they're like, Oh my God, not another one of these stupid zoom meetings. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Pretty pretty easy these days to kind of tell which yeah, side you're on. For sure. Well, uh, Doug, before I shift gears here, I just want to make sure I've covered all my bases. Is there anything else you want people to know about Fearless Presentations or the Leaders Institute? Oh, you know, I, one of the things that we've done for your audience is we've set up a a, um, a freebie. Uh, if you're if you're really into the virtual meetings, we did a a, a, um, a mini course on how to do virtual meetings and you get the first session. It's free. So all you have to do is just kind of click. We set up a link just for you guys. So if you go to fearlesspresentations.com slash TTE, mm-hmm. you know, for the thoughtful, thoughtful entrepreneur, right? TTE slash TTE, then it'll, it'll take you to the, the video where you can actually watch that. So they don't have to put in an email address or anything like that. Just, you can just kind of watch the video. It makes it really easy. Oh, well, thanks, Doug. And also make, thank you for making it so easy to find it because I know we were talking offline, like how do we like shortcut that? Like, cause the thoughtful entrepreneur is quite a long name, but you know, internally we say TTE. So thank you for accommodating us in that way. I, I tell you, the reason why I said that though, is because I'm the idiot that misspells entrepreneur every time, every single time I, I have to use Google to, it's a hard to word spell to check me. It's just because, no, it's more, it's me. It's, <laughs> it's me. I'm a terrible speller. So I'm try, I try to make it to where if I can find it, that means that, that an above average person like your <laughs> listeners would be able to find it a lot easier oh than I gosh. could, right? You're, you're, you're too humble and uh, harsh on yourself, Doug. <laughs> But uh, no, for sure. Thank you for doing that. And uh, yeah, you know, Doug, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today. Um, I hope you felt like this was an interactive yeah, experience for you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And before we go, any, you know, to our listeners, our entrepreneurs and business owners uh, specifically, any uh, who are listening to us, any parting pieces of advice uh, you would like to share with them? I, I could tell you that the thing that that has really made me and my company really so successful is that 
you're going to be going through hard times. People, I always tell people, they, they say, God, Doug, I want to do what you did. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't want to do what I did. Man, here, I'll give you some advice to keep you from having to do what I did. And you can do it a whole lot easier because I've got to figure this out. Right. But anytime you're, you're in a situation like, like what a lot of business owners have been in, in the last, you know, since February of last year, March of last year, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity. The, every one of these challenges is an opportunity. If you figure out how to use that opportunity to your advantage, now all of a sudden you become the next big entrepreneur. And that's what I encourage each and every one of your listeners to do. Look for the opportunities and the in the, the challenges and you're going to come out on the other side in a much better situation. Yeah, I like that. Instead of saying like, oh, this is a challenge, maybe asking yourself a question, how could I be a next big entrepreneur in this crazy time of the pandemic Indeed. 2020 and now 2021? Um, With that said, Doug, it's been a pleasure having you here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Jen. Yep. Glad to be here. Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Doug Stannert. He is the founder of Fearless Presentations and CEO of the Leaders Institute. You can learn more about him and his company at fearlesspresentations.com. And also get that freebie on how to do live meetings better. Uh, Just go to fearlesspresentations.com forward slash TTE. And that's how you should be able to find it. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, Tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.